Hey, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. Welcome. This is the Off the Bench podcast. Today, I'm going to air part two of my interview with David Medina. He is the founder of OFA Media. He's a Christian activist making a huge difference working in the trenches of the political system in Oregon. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so welcome to the show today. I'm going to jump right in. Today's guest is a powerhouse uh, in terms of getting people off the bench and onto the battlefield. You guys know that my whole theme here for the last eight years has been get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. It's not enough for you to be a social media influencer. You got to be able to get out there and actually make a difference. That's why I've been telling you guys, run for school board, run for city council, uh, get behind good candidates with your money, with your vote, with your prayers. It's all needed because the battle that we're facing is so intense right now, and it requires uh, people who are actually willing to be dedicated to it and get in there. David Medina is a great example of that. He was the number one group in Oregon against the mandates. You guys heard me rally against the mandates from the very, very beginning. Uh, And David was one of my heroes, still is. And you guys can follow him on Instagram. I'll link back to all things David Medina in the show notes today. Welcome back. Thank you so much. You're too kind. That was too kind of of an intro. (laughs) Making me blush over here. Oh, (laughs) no. I want to start off by asking you what it means to be unapologetically Christian and not uh, cultural Christianity. There's a big difference between walking this thing out and being unapologetic about your faith and just taking part in cultural Christianity. Yeah, I think, okay, so if you're listening right now and you're afraid to speak truth, uh, there's a lot of reasons why people are afraid to speak truth. One, they're just, they're just scared, right? They're just, uh, they're afraid of what they're, they're, they care too much about what people think of them, right? The other reason is they think that they're too imperfect to speak mm. the truth. And so they're like, I'm so flawed. I'm so messed up. Um, you know, I, I don't like I, I can't go speak truth because what about me? You know, I, I'm telling you right now, uh, you're never going to be perfect. Right. You should hear me when I play video games. You would look at me probably differently. But uh, <laughs> that's why I don't stream video games as much. Um, but we're all the, the point is we're all flawed. We all sin. I, I am a broken human, flawed human being. We all are. And that should never stop you. It's such a lie of Satan to have that stop you from speaking truth. And so the cultural Christianity is the Christianity Christianity that's like, oh, you know, we, we want to tell people what they want to hear. We want to sing the song, get them all smoking lights and get them all, yeah. get their flesh tingling, right? A lot of mm-hmm. these mega churches you're seeing today, they're tingling, the, they're, they're, they're itching the flesh, yep. okay? Yep. If your flesh is being itched like that, you're not in a biblically sound church. And so when you're unapologetically unapolog- Christian, that means that you speak things even when they're not when they're not popular. When you're speaking truth, you're speaking. You're you know. Let's, I'm going to revert back to my church. I go to a church in Westland, Oregon, called Athey Creek. They are they do this masterfully, where they don't come off as they don't turn you off, but they don't they don't come off as judgy. But they speak truth, and they speak truth in love, and they're also open about their flaws as well. Um, you know, so I, I think it's something that. In today's uh, today's Christianity, it's it's being uh, and like I said, the Bible said that you know towards the end days, you know yep. we're going to see a lot of false teachers. You're yep. going to see godless people, soulless people, uh, people pretending to be uh, lovers of God, but they're they're just they're complete opposite. Um, so we're we're in those days right now, mm-hmm. and it's more important than ever for people like you and people uh, and, and churches like Athey Creek to, to rise up because this false church is on the rise like yeah, never before. Yeah, it absolutely is. And when when we think about cultural Christianity in our family, I've, I've always told my kids, to me, the example that I would use or the illustration rather is that if you, if you, if you view your Christianity as sort of a backpack, 
right? This thing that you put on, if it goes with your outfit, if it looks really good with that, you right. know, that new right. coat that you're going to wear or whatever. And so we wear it when it when it feels good, but when it doesn't feel good or when it gets a little heavy, uncomfortable and uncomfortable, we take it off. Right. And I think the church, the modern church has really gotten, we've been lulled to sleep. We've never really experienced persecution in Western civilization, at least not for our faith, but uh, we're at the jumping off place now. And we have an opportunity to become solid in our faith, to yeah. go to a church that actually will defend the word of God without making excuses for it. Because at the end of the day, it's like I'm always telling listeners here at the show, uh, it doesn't matter if I believe in gravity or not. If I decide I'm on a stage and I decide to walk off of it and say, I don't believe that gravity stuff, who's going to have its way, gravity or Heidi St. John? <laughs> well, gravity, gravity is right. going to have its way and God will have his way. Right. At, the end of, at the end of this thing, there is a reckoning coming. Yeah. And I remember Billy Graham, my dad, uh, my granddad was saved at a Billy Graham crusade mm. in Portland a long, long time ago. And my mom also saved at a Billy Graham crusade. And so they took me to hear him when I was very young. And I think the thing that I remember the most was his unapologetic display and his unapologetic pronouncement with his mouth. The Bible says in Psalm, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And here he just unapologetically said, there is a God and he loves you. Yeah. And one of these days you're either going to go meet the Lord or you're going to go meet uh, the devil. But one of those two things is going to happen yeah. and just shared the gospel and people would come forward in droves. They, they were yearning for truth. And I think yeah. what you said yesterday is completely true. We're there again. People are looking for truth. Absolutely. And you know, there's so, it's such a complex issue and it shouldn't be. Um, you have, you know, the, the reason why it, it, this is so important is because, and I, and I hate to name him, but I don't know. How do you feel about Joel Osteen? You like him? Uh, not great. Okay. I, I, I've talked about Joel a lot. I mean, my listeners know how I feel about him. I, you know, and I, here's the I'm thing. sure he's a nice person. He's a good pastor. If you have a strong walk of the Lord and you need a quick minute of encouragement. Yeah. Great dude to turn on and right. let his mullet right. just talk you to, to sleep. Right. <laughs> um, but to grow your faith and as new believers, terrible. Yeah. Terrible example because he never talks about sin. Yeah. He's you about 750,000 miles wide yeah. and an eighth of an inch deep. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, and he go, you know, he's going on Oprah back in the day saying he doesn't know about this or what the Bible said, you know, and it's just like, dude, you, you have to, th those kind of things are so dangerous, not just because, you know, it, it, it's not so much to keep you out of heaven. I don't think it will keep if you. If you, if you, if you believe in Jesus, you're going to heaven. Um, but the thing is about sin is there has to be some kind of repentance, right? Because you can't walk with the Lord. You can't have a relationship with God and understand. That's why people, so many people are walking away from the church. Yeah, and so many college students are going to even these Christian colleges and having their faith deconstructed. Boy, you cannot, you can't look at a Christian college now right. and just go, oh, that's <laughs> a Christian one. place to go. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's yes. the same thing with Christian schools. And people say, well, how do you feel about Christian schools? I'm like, I feel great about it, but you better make sure that that Christian school isn't Christian in name only. And this is, this is, it comes back to this. This is why so many people, this is why you're seeing so many, you know, you, I don't know what the numbers are exactly, but there were so many church going Christians uh, just 20 years ago, 10 years ago than there is today. It, it's a pretty dramatic drop. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is exactly why, because you have people that get sold this false gospel that they think is like, okay, well, I'm going to go follow a Joel Osteen and, 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 and do all this and, and the gospel, these, according to Oprah. Right, exactly. Rob and Bell, they, another, another really good example. Right. Yeah. And they wonder why they're still empty. And they wonder why. They're like, wait a minute. I thought Christianity, I thought you guys said this was the truth. Yeah, if my church is so full, why do I feel so empty? Right, exactly. And that's why you're seeing churches 
like Athey and like all these other chains, like John MacArthur's in LA, which I, I attended for a few, a few, you know, a few months back uh, yeah. when I lived in LA last year. Um, you're seeing those churches boom. You're seeing the, the pews filled because this people are starving. This is why Jack starving. Hibbs' church is booming. Right. This is why Rob McCoy's church is right. growing so much. People are starving. And these pastors did something that was, uh, uh, before now, was considered unthinkable in the church. They actually got into politics. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I have a thought on that, though. I don't really agree with that. Ooh, let's hear it. I don't agree with that because I, I even though I love politics and I and I obviously I love I love the Lord and I love, you know, the Bible, it's the center of who I am. At least I try to make it that way as much as I can. But I, I believe that politics and church should be completely separate because here's what you have to ask yourself, Heidi, what is the goal of church? What is the goal of being a Christian? It's to bring other people to Jesus. Well, the, that's but yes, the goal of the church in sharing the gospel, that is the goal of the church. But the goal of the church also is to grow disciples and to teach them discernment and to show them it, right, right right from wrong. So in that regard, I guess I would disagree with you because I watch uh, I, you know, I've been friends with, um, with Jack Hibbs now for a long time and I'm down there and he's yeah. bringing up onto the platform on Sunday mornings, people that are running for school board, people that are running for city council. He's letting them talk to people and he's invited other people that, that, that disagree with him too. So he can let the people see the difference because it's, it becomes very, very plain to see, but the church decided, well, politics, we don't belong in politics. So when we get out of politics, we cede that territory to the enemy. And yeah. then it becomes this big black vortex that Christians don't have anything to yeah. do with. And so in that <coughs> regard, like, do I think the church should be 100% political now? But part of what we're doing in, uh, in shepherding people, the discipleship aspect of Christianity doesn't stop when someone becomes a Christian, right? So our focus is the gospel, but our mission is discipleship. What say you? So, so I, I think we agree a lot on this, but there are some, some areas that we disagree. And I, I just think that, yes, we are to be disciples. Yes, we are to, you know, well, first of all, let me ask you this. Are you one of the, are you, are you one of the Christians that believe that we have to usher in the kingdom no. for Jesus to come a back? A dominionist? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I just, I, I was curious because no. you know, a, no, no, no. a lot of them are, are like that. It's like, oh, we got to win the presidency. No, we got to no, win that. No. We got to put a Christian. We got to put Billy No, Graham, I'm thinking about Franklin my grandkids. The... I'm thinking, here's, here's gotcha, what I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking, I don't know when the Lord's coming back. I think the signs are there, right? right? But my grandmother, who taught me the book of Revelation, my granddad was a pastor. My grandma, <laughs> if she was alive today, dude, she'd be outside with a rocking chair like, he's coming tonight, man. Don't even make dinner. Like, that's what my grandma, that's what she'd be doing. But the Bible says that we'll know the seasons, but we don't know the day or the hour, right? And so I'm looking at the next generation and yep. my responsibility to do as much as I can, because the Lord can come back tomorrow, or it could be five years or 50 years or 500 years. Yeah. And what we're watching happen right now in our culture is absolutely devastating. And so <laughs> I'm not a dominionist now to answer I, your question. I, I don't, I don't believe, I, I do believe that, that we should, that we should raise disciples and be disciples, right? I'm with you on that. I'm with you that we need more godly people to run for office. I'm with you that we need to tell people why it's important to run for office because, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we just talked about it, you know, uh, how soft Republicans are getting and how right. it's really hard to find Republicans soft that are church, standing. Soft Republican, it right. kind of goes hand in hand. Right. Yeah. It's hard to find Republicans that are standing on godly, true conservative yeah. values. I mean, what is even a conservative anymore? You know, we don't, you I don't got to listen to my speech. I gave one. Yeah. What is a Republican? I told him. Right. <laughs> what, what you're, what, it should have said what a Republican should be because right. what a Republican is, is just totally twisted these days. Right, I mean, where the conservative movement has been so just so invaded yeah. by ungodly yeah, principles of conservatism. Yeah. So, so where I disagree with you is that like, I don't like Jack Hibbs bringing Charlie Kirk on the, on the stage and his church. Now that's his church. He can do whatever he wants, but I don't agree with it. I think that the gospel and politics can, should be at least at the church completely separated. Because again, in my opinion, 
the goal of church is to reach the lost, right? The the main goal, not the only goal, but the main goal is to reach the lost, is to reach the non-Christians. So when he brings somebody like Charlie Kirk onto the stage, uh, I think what he's doing, he's doing it most of the time when he comes, is down there for happening now. So he does a whole series where he just talks about the culture. And so he's bringing in, you know, people who he believes to be solid Christians coming Mm -hmm. in and sitting down on the stage with him. And they're, they're talking about what's happening in the culture. And so that piece of it, I went and spoke for a Calvary Chapel Chattanooga, one of my favorite churches. And uh, I did their whole cultural, they do a night at their church. So every Sunday night they do something called um, civics and culture. Mm. Okay. And so the morning is just dedicated to the gospel, right? They're, they're focused on that. But if you want to hear what's happening in the evening and how to apply your Christianity to the culture, you want to hear what's happening in your libraries. You want to hear what's happening in the public school system. Yeah, yeah. So I went down there. They asked me to speak on the topic of transgenderism. Mm. And I showed my slideshow to the senior pastor before I took the stage that night because I was like, yeah. dude, you know, this is what it is. I'm like, these are the images. I just want to be sure because I'm a guest on yeah, the platform yeah. of that church. But I was really impressed. He was like, do it because they're never going to know what we're up against unless we don't tell them. Right. Unless we, if we, if we refuse to tell them. So there are, there are issues that are, and, and here's why there are issues that aren't, that aren't political issues that are disguised as political issues. Like the issue of abortion. And that's not an, that's not a political issue. That, that that's is a moral a, issue. That's a moral issue. The transgenderism, it is a moral issue. Yeah. Those things need to be discussed at the pulpit, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm also okay if you're if you want to offer extra classes. Like uh, one of my old churches has a Constitution class where they teach the Constitution. Mm, they teach... That's Rick Green's deal. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I, I love agree. That. I, I don't think that politics should be complete, but I'm talking like in the main sanctuary, main service. I got you. I got you. You, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, like for instance, if you bring you have a say, you have a Democrat, right, or, or not a Democrat, but a, a far leftist, a progressive. This create, you know, and they they're just feeling like they, they want to end it all one day, right? And they walk and they go, you know what? I'm going to try out that church because these people always say this is the answer, and I'm just going to try it out. So they he walks into church, he or she walks into church, or they whatever. I don't I don't know. They walk into church. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what the lingo is these days. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, progressives. Um, but they you, walk, this is my show. You can just use the regular lingo. <laughs> yeah. So they so they walked in. Yeah, I know. I don't believe in that. I was just it was a, it was a joke. Okay, calm down, Christians. Um, so they walk into church and, and this is their one chance, right? And, and we live in such a different world than 10 years ago. We live in a world that's so polarized politically mm. and someone's there and they have a chance to hear the gospel. And, mm. then, you, and then all of a sudden making politics, me think you're making me it, think it might turn them off yeah. it, because your goal is to get them to Jesus first and to build that relationship first. When you get someone to Jesus and you build that relationship those beliefs and those political beliefs, they're going to all line up one day, but they're not going to, they're not going to right away. And most people, they're well, just, they're just not. Okay. That's good. I actually think you and I agree. I got one more point to make. We're going to take a break. Sure. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I'm having a hoot and holler and good time uh, talking about this with you uh, because I actually think probably we agree, right? So what I'm saying, I think, is what you're saying. You're saying, hey, the church shouldn't be all politics. And I'm saying, hey, the, the church shouldn't divorce itself from from what's happening politically because 99.9% of the issues we're dealing with politically are moral at their root. 
These are moral issues. What's happening on the border is a moral issue. Abortion yeah. is a moral issue. Uh, uh, you know, forcing vaccines onto people are moral issues. Crime is a yes. moral issue, right? We're dealing with these things. You know, I, I actually not, I don't care about your economic policy if you're gonna if you're gonna take the life of an unborn baby. Yeah. Right. I'm not I don't even care about it. I don't want to hear about it. Right. I want right. to hear first you have a respect for human life. So I actually think we probably agree more than we more than we disagree, because certainly uh, we've seen the consequences of a church that refuses to engage politically. And we've got oh, to be man. able to uh, we've got to be able to teach our people discernment. We have to be salt and light. I think it's part of salt and light. One of the things I love about our church, I go to a radiant church in Camas. My son-in-law is a pastor there and we've been there for about eight or nine years. But they have a, a a section of the um the foyer which has a a display called Salt and Light, and in it you can pick up information about all the candidates. You can find out how you can support crisis pregnancy centers. You can find out how you can get involved in school board I'm okay races. With that. Yeah. yeah, so it's the opportunity for the church to engage and actually be yeah. salt and light. So uh, I I love that. I want to ask you a couple other questions. That was a fan. You may you're making me think, Dave. I love that. Uh, I want to ask you. I'm sure you're watching what's been happening in New York City. Right. So the the covid mandates now are being tried in the courts. Right. And I think the Constitution, hopefully, is going to win in the end in most of these cases. Right. Not all of them, because you're going to I mean, you can't account on a completely liberal like you couldn't count on the Ninth Circuit. You couldn't count on there's several uh, obviously several circuit courts that are going to be upside down and, and backwards. But I was shocked to see the New York Supreme Court side with city workers who had been fired for not being vaccinated and say, hey, not only do you have not only do you get your job back, you get back pay. Yeah, that was really something. And they think it's going to go ahead and extend to uh, other people that the governor said, even if you're not a public employee, if you have a public remember this, if you have a public facing (laughs) business, you have to get the vaccine or you're out of business. What do you think? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if you're like me, but whenever there's a win like that, especially in a place like New York, I'm kind of thinking to myself, okay, what's the agenda? Right. What are they? What precedent are they trying to send for whatever climate emergency? Because that's the next thing. I don't know. That's a oh, whole other topic. Oh, no um, kidding. I, I so I, I kind of I smile. I'm like, oh, good for those workers. But what's the well, agenda? Well, it's kind of like Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Like we're smiling, but we're like, uh, yeah. I mean, like I don't trust Elon Musk. I don't trust. I don't him. trust. I don't he's trust in Kanye. bed with the vaccine companies. Yeah, I don't trust him either. I think Kanye makes a lot of good points. I think Elon Musk makes a lot of good points, but I think that just completely adopting them as conservative. Right. Bad idea. Gosh, people calm down. Okay. There's better people to follow out there. Stop being so de- conservatives need to stop being so desperate. I know you asked me a question, but I'm going, I'm like, no, I love this. Go, conservatives go. need to stop being so desperate at claiming people as their own. I mean, Oh, did Elon Musk get red pilled? We want to be it? careful oh, with Tulsi Gabbard too, though. I got to say, I love what she's doing, but she has no record of conservatism. We have yet no. to see the fruit of it. Yes, I'm glad that you're seeing the light. But come on, I have to say, though, David, come on. Did you see uh, Elon Musk walk into Twitter with a sink in his hand? I did see that. What in the world? He yeah. knows how to rule the Internet, I will say. You, yeah. He had to have done that on purpose. You have to see the thing is, too, is uh, and I love that. And I love these things. I love some of the things that yeah, Yee yeah. or Kanye or Have you Yeezy, seen all the jokes that are coming out about it? Uh, yeah. I, where I can't follow Kanye is anti-Semitic marks because right. obviously I'm a, I'm a Christian that believes that Jews are God's chosen people. Yeah. and um, It's a pretty biblical position to take. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's... um. You know, I so so I want to just real quick, I want to make a, a, a point on the and then I'll answer that because I want it to be clear. I'm not promoting pacifism. I'm not saying Christian churches. 
In fact, I mean, we've talked, you know, I, that's not my stance. I know. I'm just yeah. saying that the goal is at the end of the day is to bring people to Jesus. Yeah, the goal and is the gospel. I think we're right. I think where we disagree is I don't think we should ever bring candidates on stage and tell yeah. people to vote Republican or Democrat. Yeah. Because, again, it also ties in with what we were talking about, that we're starting to see that Republican, Democrat are kind of almost the same in a lot of issues. Right. And, I agree. Right. I agree with you. I think what they've done that has been good and beneficial, I don't. I don't uh, recall, you know, Jack Hibbs or even Rob McCoy saying vote for this guy because he's a Republican. They are bringing people up and they're asking them questions and they're letting them speak. Yeah. And they invite Democrats, too. Mm. So like Rob McCoy opens up his church and says, you're running for you're running for city council. Come on. Yeah. You know, we want to hear you come on a Sunday night and we want to hear you make your case in front of the people. Fair enough. And then he lets them make their case and the people can decide. But if you've discipled your people, they're going to be able to 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 uh discern a counterfeit from the real thing. Sure. I think it's an important discussion to have. Um, so and, good. And I'll, I'll just say this too. You asked about the New York thing. Um, I am, I'm telling you, I've, I've talked to people in Oregon. I mean, when we were fighting these mandates, I mean, yeah. we were, we were helping pe- people out. We were helping people write religious exemptions, which I didn't feel too good about because it was kind of using, I mean, there was like non-religious people going, Hey, can you give me a religious? I'm yeah. like, well, do I you got even, religion. Do you even believe in Jesus? <laughs> no, but you know, I, I, I felt like the Lord was, was, was like, okay in the process, but we helped people, right? We help people save their jobs. Yeah. We help people stand up. We help people connect, connect people to, to attorneys. Um, so I'm I'm happy for these people in New York and this should have never have happened. No, I mean, what has have. happened in the, no. what's, what's kind of making it me go crazy. Me angry. It makes me angry, but you know, what's making me go crazy. How do Democrats even have a chance in 2022 after the last two years, three years of what they've put this country through yeah. of how people died alone. Old people died alone. My, like my uncle who died alone, people that they forced to get the jab and then people that lost their jobs who refused to take and those people jobs. who are still dying and masking our kids and the mm. mental health fallout of that. And, and they're seeing it in the test scores. Oregon test scores have fallen in Washington too. Just, I mean, it's insane. And yeah. and these people still have a chance to get elected. How, how? Mm-hmm. And so, um, isn't it the blindness though? Right. I mean, I, I feel like in, in many ways fear, <laughs> you know, which the Bible says is a spirit has just settled over this country like a cold, wet blanket. I was just saying on the show a couple of days ago, I don't think we're ever going to go to the grocery store again and just see 100% mask-free. Oh, man. I think we're going to see... Don't you still see it where you are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still see it. I was just at Whole Foods in Portland and almost Oh, they're the worst. Ma- yeah. the Whole Foods. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They like grow masks on trees out there. I know, like, they, they just know. like love they their masks over there. Yeah, they? yeah, they do. They um, do. Well, you know what? They're afraid. Yeah. And and I think, you know, one of the main reasons Christians don't have to be afraid is we know from the Psalms and from God's word all throughout Scripture that our days have been ordained for us before David or Heidi took a single breath. God's yeah. already determined when I'm going home and it's going to be cancer or a car wreck or COVID, something's going to take me out. And in the meantime, I don't need to be afraid. I can live dangerously yeah. because I know that I'm going to be dangerous for the kingdom. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, I just, um, I you know, with this whole thing. Um, with, with New York, it's like, you want to celebrate that because it's like, oh, they're getting their back pay and they're getting their jobs back. But what about like all the pain and suffering that they went through oh, yeah. over the last year or two of losing their careers right. because of this thing? And so it's like, to me, it's like, yeah, I'm happy for them, but people should be, in my opinion, and you can call me an extremist all you want, but people should be going to jail. No, I agree with you. 100%. People should be going to jail. Oh, yeah. Governor Kate Brown of Oregon and Jay Inslee yeah. yep. of Washington should be going to I, jail for what yeah. they've done to this population, especially. Um, and this is the thing that I don't let Trump off the hook from either. Like Trump, this is yeah, 
started Operation with Warp Trump. Speed. Yes, right. and absolutely. Started, and he's out there still promoting it. It's the only issue I have with Trump right now uh-huh. is the promotion of these jabs. Because why are you still promoting them, dude? Read the room. Your yeah. base is not like people have lost their livelihoods mm-hmm. through this. Kids have gone through just it's it, it boggles my mind that people yeah. are getting away with this. That, that's, shared, that's where my mind goes. Uh, stories of people on my show uh, recently who have who, whose lives have been completely upended by these unconstitutional, illegal, evil lockdowns, the mandates, the whole thing, you know, scaring kids within an inch of their life. They're afraid of the air that they breathe. This is a virus with a ninety nine point nine percent survival rate, which children are not by and large not in, not uh, affected by. Yeah. And now here you've got uh, the governor. Uh, of Washington state saying, absolutely, you know, little kids should get COVID. You got the CDC to get the COVID shots, right? You got the CDC saying- They're like double, tripling down Yeah, it's this. it's unbelievable. But we know that the, we know what the agenda is now. The gig is up. Yep. And so I guess the the one thing, you know, I agree with you. I think these guys should go to, to prison. And while we wait for that to happen, give these people back their jobs and give them back the back pay. Yep. And I hope it snowballs. I hope that that, that uh, decision in New York which was a very unlikely place for it to come down. I hope that decision in New York sets a precedent and we start to see that all over the country because you and I both know people whose lives have been irrevocably damaged and changed forever. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my doctors, an amazing man who does very intricate, uh, intricate surgeries, mm-hmm. they forced him basically to get the jab because they said, if you don't, you're going to lose your medical license. And he had a reaction in his arm to it. And then six months later, they said, you have to get the booster shot. He woke up two days after the booster shot, paralyzed from the waist up. He had to quit his job. Yeah. And so he, he lost his livelihood anyway. He, he did what they asked, forced him. He knew he shouldn't do it. He didn't want to do it. But yeah. he was like, I got a family to feed. I got to practice. I got employees. I got the whole thing. So he did the thing. And I realized not everybody's had an adverse reaction. But never in the history of the world <laughs> has this ever happened with another vaccine that would have yanked it off. the. Uh, they would have said, whoa, 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 that's not working. Uh, yeah. And my, but instead, here we are. My cousin, God bless her. She helped me. She helped organize these rallies that we were doing that was turning out just record number of people. It was insane. It was like it was amazing. Um, she had to get the Pfizer because mm-hmm. she she loves traveling. She loves traveling. Yeah. I mean, she is the kindest soul I've ever met. Uh, Rebecca Stentz, I love you if you're listening. She had to learn to walk again. Yeah. She got the one of the rare side effects. I forgot what it was called, but she it's lost a gambray. Right. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try to say it, but she lost she lost all feeling. Yep. From her body and on the on the neck yep. down. And it's like, where are the where are the people fighting for this? And I'll just make one one other point too about the, the youth of this nation. I watched a walkout in Oregon for gun violence the other day, right? What's so sad is that these kids are being taught to get excited about either issues that don't even exist, like make believe manufactured issues. Or they're they're taught to get excited about things that go completely against our constitution. Yep. They, you know what, sh- you know when the walkouts should have happened, it should have happened the last two years when all these mandates were happening. It's like so backwards. Our world yep, is so backwards. It is. It's 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 sad. Yeah, it we is. We need Jesus. <laughs> yep, we do. And I think you know, as we go forward from here, you know, voices like yours are going to become increasingly important because uh, as the world, we are a nation in decline, yeah. and we're not mentioned anywhere. Revelation. People have to wonder, you know, what's the end of the United States actually going to be like? But we can certainly see, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I could never have imagined, you know, what's happening even in our military or anything like that. But we can see it now. Sort of that, you know, I keep thinking of uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, Uh, we can see it now. Yeah. But we as believers have reason to hope because we don't live for this city. We live for a city to come. Yeah. And, and we can still have hope. Yeah. In the midst of it. 
And I guess as we, we've only got about a minute left, but I, I'm hoping that as we wrap this up, you can speak to, to, there's going to be, this is going to be downloaded by tens upon tens of thousands of people who are listening, going, dude, I, I give up. It's, it's so messed up. It's so hopeless, Yeah, but we don't, we're not, we're not without hope. And I think about, you know, we talk about often in death as, as Christians, you know, when someone we love dies. We don't grieve as people without hope. But when we look at our culture and our culture appears to be dying, we grieve over that, but we don't grieve without hope, do we? No. Guys, Satan's working overtime. He knows his time's short. We all know that. Uh, it's going to be ramped up. It's going to get worse. America is on the decline, unfortunately. Um, and all my, my advice to you, college students, young people, uh, married couples, stand for truth unapologetically and trust in that peace that passes all understanding because Without that, you're going to go crazy and you're going to give up and you're going to find yourself in a, in, in a weird spot. Trust God. I mean, how, how big, how small do you think God is? That's what gets me through. And, I, and I'm not perfect at it all the time, but whenever I come back to him, I'm like, what, why did I just trip out for those last three days? Right. <laughs> trust in the Lord. He's got a plan. Trust in yourself. You're stronger than you think. I promise you, I am not a, I don't consider myself a strong-minded person growing up. And if I can find out the secrets to it, so can you, anybody, we are so much better mentally and physically and everything than we think it's everything in this world that tries to keep us in this box and just limited you're you're so much braver than you think guys you're so much more courageous than you think you just got to do it it's like a muscle you got to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and then eventually you'll get comfortable like us like we do we're taking people off all the time so you know we love it we love it but we we're speaking truth we're yeah. speaking truth we got to speak the truth this was uh this is one of the imperatives of walking in the truth jesus said i am the way the right. truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but by me, that's the first truth that we speak. That. Yep. And uh, after that, all the other truths seem to start to make sense, right? It's Jesus that helps us make sense of this crazy world that we're right. living in. Uh, Dave Medina, you are just such an inspiration to me. And I appreciate your friendship and you. your courage that you have displayed. I hope that you stay in the tension between Christianity <laughs> and politics uh, because voices are needed in that space and, and yep. the, the, the tension is real. And I think that's where uh, these voices are needed the most, but thank you so much for coming here and it blessing my audience today. I appreciate no, it. Thank you for having me and you keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I mean, if guys, if you haven't walked through here yet through her school, it is inspiring. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you. Thank you. You guys want more information on my guest today, go to Heidi St. John.com forward slash podcast and scroll down to the show notes. We appreciate you listening. If you've got questions that you'd like me to address, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday or reach out to me via snail mail, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith.